it's funny to me. You know, I, I don't mean to be racist, but all these stereotypes, they, they make me laugh sometimes. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I'm not being malicious with this. Because being an Asian person, everyone literally always asks you, are you Chinese? Like, they see me, they're like, are you Chinese? I'm like, no. Oh, are you Japanese? Like, no. Oh, are you Korean? I'm like, no. everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I am your host, John, and joining me tonight, we have the chivalry of Shotas, Shotaro. Hi, I'm Triggered. And we have the wizard of wait what, Chinoda. My mom made ribs. They're good. Like Asian ribs? I don't know what type of ribs they're. Barbecue ribs. Yeah. That's, that's the, oh. Yeah. Dude, ribs sound so good right now. Oh my god. I'm anyway. Gonna have rice uh, with them. You're gonna... Oh, that's... <laughs> you're cooking rice. Yeah. Tonight we have a subject that uh I believe show throughout yep. about minority representation in anime and manga and whatever, Japanese things in general. And it just so happens that the three of us on this podcast tonight are all minorities. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do we want to like say what minorities we are or no? I guess I mean I'm I am half Laos and half Thai. I'm Southeast Asian. Well, I'm Indian Canadian. Ethnically Indian and like citizenship Canada. And now I'm um, actually curious. We're... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Chinoda. Uh, I just want to yeah, talk about the show. Are you like, were you born in Canada? Yeah, I'm uh, okay. I think third generation outside of India. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So not, like I'm first generation <laughs> Asia. I was born, I was the first generation born in uh, America. So my parents are all immigrants and stuff. Well, Actually, like, my parents are, like, immigrants, too, but they just didn't immigrate directly from India. So I'm, like, the first one born in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. nice. That's, that's, it's so weird. So did you, did your family, like, just, your great-grandpa traveled from India to somewhere else? Yeah. And then, and then oh. my gra- my other great-grandpa traveled to a whole other country, and then we all met up in Canada. And, you that's know, so the, sweet. I know. That sounds like, like an romantic. anime. It is. It's called Super Lovers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> We're not. That explains everything so well. <laughs> That's like exactly. anti, anti what we're gonna talk about. How how Japanese people went to Canada instead of how Japanese people represent other people in their nation. Anyway, and then Chinoda. I am actually a full blooded, full blooded Sri Lankan. Um, I was born there, um, raised there for half my life, and then I moved over to America. Oh. So I think Chinoda wins the minority uh, competition here. Yeah, it's Full all minority that we have. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's actually pretty crazy. What when? What age did you move to America? I moved over here when I was nine or ten. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. ten. So yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty late. Yeah, that's um, pretty old. Yeah. So I got to have a good amount of experience of uh, both sides of culture, and I'm really happy about that. Now, did you learn English while you were in Sri Lanka? Oh uh, yeah, my mom had me like. My mom had me going to one class, but like how it ended up in total, I was going to basically three different English classes. So yeah, I picked up on English real quick. 
and then um, where we first moved to, which was California, I basically uh, learned English on the streets, so that helped even more. That's that's weird. Uh, wow. I, I, I only asked because you don't have an accent. I was like, I know people who've come here in like fifth grade, so that's about the same age as you came here, and then they still have some sort of accent. That's just because their parents don't speak a lick of English. Yeah, uh, I, I, I assimilated uh, really well. Unfortunately, there are still things here and there that are very minor and don't pop up often that happen. For example, I can't say the letter V. Like, I can if yeah. I practice it, but it, it just like, does not. Like, V as in Virginia? Yeah. You can't say I've V. Kind of, yeah, I've noticed that, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my things. I, like, I can practice it all I want, but eventually my mind will revert back to how I say it. I'd like to actually know this is a little bit interesting. <laughs> No what? Like what? What type of words could you try to pronounce that have a V in it that you can't? Poverty. Uh, poverty. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about minority representation in anime. Poverty is a big key part of that, actually. Oh God! This is a really good segue to go into talking about uh, minority representation in anime and manga and basically the Japanese culture. Uh, some facts for the folks listening in: uh, Japan's immigration i guess japan's consensus uh there's less than two percent of the entire japanese population that actually are not japanese uh and a bulk of and that less than two percent the bulk of them make up chinese and other asian Mm. countries surprisingly there's hardly any other like south american or african like there's almost no african people there uh i mean they were isolated for a long time right so yeah, that, that goes back to, like, the fucking Edo. Was it Edo period? I think so. I don't I believe so. Don't, don't, uh, check Don't, don't quote us. <laughs> I, I don't, I, yeah, I got to brush up on my Japanese history because I live in America. Why the hell would I know about that? <laughs> Not to be racist, but, uh, I, you know, I, I probably should. I feel like that's something we should learn since we like Japanese culture, right? <laughs> probably. No, we just, all you need is a shallow understanding and you completely, like, know the culture in and out. Like, that's what it means to be, like, racially conscious, right? Yeah, Yeah. totally. And I'm going to correct myself. So, less than 2% of the population in Japan is made up of other people that are not Japanese. And of that less than 2%, I'm saying less than because I can't give you, it's like between 1.5 to 2. I know it's not more than 2, and I know it's not below 1.5. So, I'm just saying less than 2. It's actually 30 two percent chinese 26 percent korean and 10 percent filipino so a bulk of the non-japanese people in japan are actually still asian people and it's still you know two percent is a, a wild number uh living in america i don't know what our stats are but i see a lot of fucking non-white people in america non- i think it non- might be natives. closer closer to 30 percent like non-white but i'm not sure in, in the united states all i know is when i go outside i see a lot of Mexican people, black people, Asian people, and then white people. This is pretty even split for me. Yeah, all the colors of the the world. All the flavors. <laughs> yeah, I def well, I think I definitely grew up in a well, in a community that's like actually like ma- majorly Asian. <laughs> so a lot of Asian people live where I live. Um what did you grow so... up in um I'm going to have to say Montreal? Or is it Toronto? Are you it's Toronto, kidding me? Right? No, <laughs> Montreal God. is like all French. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in no, Toronto. No. Yeah, because I, I, I don't remember where. You, I, I know that Vancouver, which is like literally three hours away from where I live, uh, yeah, yeah, in Washington, yeah. is like 80% Chinese people. So that, yeah. that's why I know. I was like, did you grow up in Vancouver is what I was thinking. No, but like I didn't not know the entire... Were... 
Yeah, it's not the entire city that's Asian. It's just like my tiny like suburb town that I grew up in was really Asian. So oh, okay. oh, that's I mean really weird. <laughs> that, I know. <laughs> it's the one Asian cul-de-sac in the entire like Toronto area, the greater Toronto not to area. Be, not to be racist, but it's because like I went to a smart school, so you know like all the Asians just like gravitated towards it because you know Asians are smart. So you know it makes sense, right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I know some pretty <laughs> dumb Asians. What? Hell, I thought pretty, it was genetically impossible. <laughs> you would think that. Uh, to mention some, my younger sister, if she was white, she would be a fucking dumb blonde. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death, but sometimes I'm just like, I hope you find a really smart husband who can take care of you because sometimes, just sometimes, I feel like... <laughs> Bro. Holy crap. <laughs> She's she's she does well academically, you know. She's just her common sense <laughs> sometimes is a little bit lacking. So uh, you whatever. Doesn't that? listen to this. Oh my god! <laughs> You're just like a doting and, older brother. I ship it. Of course. Oh, please don't. I love all my younger siblings. <laughs> not like that. Not not like that. No, no, no. Japanese. No, no. <laughs> that's gross. When you have real siblings, you'll understand that that's gross. I have like, a would... sibling actually. <laughs> I watched a. Uh, or emo with her. Yeah, but you're not an older brother, nor she I am. an older brother. Wait. I am an older brother. Oh, I thought you had an older sister. Nah, nah, I got an emoto. Huh. Well, all right, then that's weird. Anyway, gross. Why are we talking about Ori emo? I hate that show. Anyway. The best? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't move on. want. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, minorities doing a minority cast that will probably get the minority views because you guys are all racist fucks. Uh, yeah, racist. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Who wants to start off? Well, I guess we can start with, like, what I talked to you about on the Facebook Messenger that we use, which is, like, where do you draw the line between something that is a racist stereotype and something that is, like, an appreciative homage? Or are they, like, basically the same thing and there's no difference? Like, when we see representation of racial minorities in, like, Japanese media, what do you think about that? In a bunch of animes and mangas that I'm not going to be bothered to list off because, honestly, I can't remember which ones. Uh, there's always stereotypical characters that represent, like, well, this is a black person or someone of black descent. You know, like, uh, if you see in a bunch of fighting anime, if they have a black person, he's usually tall, has, like, the fucking roots hair style, and he's, he's hella big, you know? It's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. get that you see yeah. African Americans or African people in general as big people, but... Yeah, like <laughs> not everyone is fucking giant and can take out everyone in a fucking football field, you know? It, it's I mean, kind of like, racist to me when I see that. Like the guy in Durara who runs the sushi stop shop. Yeah, and everyone guy. is he's shocked so that he, he's a sushi chef because he's black. And I was like, well, that is pretty weird to see, quite honestly. And it's because, you know, with that less than 2% of non-Japanese people in Japan, it's hard to, like, if you go there and you're black, everyone's going to stare at you and be like, oh, my God, a black person. Like they do that in yeah. China. They they don't do that in uh, Southeast Asia because in in Thailand and yeah, just about Thailand, the only place I've gone. Uh, there's a lot. Of, it's like thirty percent of the income is tourism, so they get a lot of other people, so they don't care too much. But in Japan, it's like the tourism there is mainly white people, not a lot of black people, and not a lot of black people live there. So I I understand that if you're <laughs> black or even if you're like um a special type of white person, like a redhead, if you go there. Everyone's just gonna stare at you, and it's a little bit uncomfortable. That's pretty funny, considering my... how many black leads there are. Yeah, but again, the proportionate, like in a hundred and twenty-something million 
economy, right, or population size of Japan, and it's only like, mm, I don't know, 200,000 or so black people, let's say, that would go and visit Japan. That's very low. Yeah. And of course, it'd be just main tourist places. places. Uh, I, an example of this is my aunt, who is, uh, you know, we're Southeast Asian. She went to Japan to teach English, and she got set up in a little rural town. And uh, when they saw her, she's actually pretty dark-skinned, you know, because we're Southeast Asian. Um, not speaking for myself, I'm not that dark-skinned. Not, not, not as dark as Chinoda. <laughs> but, you know, they saw her, and they're just like, wow, that's really weird. Uh, you know, there's not very many tan people in mainland Japan or in the outskirts. Like, for very tan people, it's like the ones who live on, like, Okinawa and stuff, sure. But outside of there, you don't really see tan Japanese people other than Gyarus or, you know, other ethnicities. And she met her current husband, Andy, who is English. He's from Britain. And he was treated as, like, just a rare fucking exhibit because every all the students would always want to talk to him because he's white, you know? They've never seen a white person before in their life. And they'd always ask him, like, oh... How, how is it in England? Like, is it is it hot like here in Japan? Because Japan is fucking hot and humid. I tell you, folks, it is um, it's Asia. It's miserable to me. I hate humidity. But, you know, that it's very rare that anyone has exposure to people other than Japanese in Japan. Yep. And you think that, like, that definitely reflects in, like, anime and manga with how shitty they are, how, like, obviously stereotypical they're drawn and, like, how they act and the roles that they get. I can see how that connects. <clears throat> um... And also, like, you you mentioned, like, a long time ago that <laughs> um, black, <laughs> that black people, like, are portrayed as, like, huge and ginormous. And have um, big lips, like, uh, jinx. Yeah. You know, oh, the God. whole blackface God. incident. I, oh. Every single time they draw African people in Japanese anime and manga, it's always a stereotypical, like, black look. Because they can't, apparently black people can't look like anything else. And to me, yeah. that's... It's more of stereotyping because uh, I bring this up because I recently watched Michiko and Hachin, which uh, came out on. Oh, God. And this takes place in like South America and it has a bunch of black people and South American people. And it's, you know, I watched it. And at first I thought it was really racist how they portrayed a bunch of South Americans and African people because they just generalized them. But then I realized like, well, is this really racism or is this stereotyping? Because I was talking to show about this on uh, Facebook Messenger. And after I thought about it, I was like, it's not really racist. It's just, they're just using stereotypes. Stereotypes do represent truths, you know, some accuracies. It, it just generalizes them, which isn't fair, you know, so you can call it racist, but I don't think the people who made Michiko and Hachin intended to be racist. They just wanted to portray a story in a specific setting. And in this specific setting, it just so happens that the conditions that people were living in and the attitudes that people took while in South America are actually pretty accurate. And I, I definitely don't think it's racist now, um, but it's... Uh, it, de- it definitely shows you, like, they don't really know much about people in South America or black people in general. They just, they know what they think they know, and they portray that, and it's a little bit racist. But I don't think it's intended to be racist. You know, you can be racist but not mean to hurt anyone because stereotypes exist because there are some truths to them. Uh, it may not be nice. So... It may not be... Excuse me? No, go ahead. Go on. Oh. It may not be nice, and it may not, may not be pretty, but these stereotypes exist and will continue to exist. I'm done. <laughs> That's That was my whole Michiko and Hachin experience <laughs> that I, I, I spent a good, like, two hours thinking about because I, I care so much about racism. Yeah. Um. Oh, look, the voice connected back. <laughs> We're having technical difficulties. Uh, okay. Don't worry. Since since we have a giant <laughs> well, cut-off lead of silence, I'll, I'll be able to edit this out, so it doesn't matter. Sure. I only heard, like, half of what you said, so it might not make sense, but... <laughs> 
Do you think what put you off from Michiko Tahachan was like how emphasized they did with the facial features? In summary, I don't think Michiko and Hatchin is racist. It just has a lot of stereotypes that seem very racist, but I don't think they intend intended for it to, to harm. I believe they just used it as a medium for a story. Well, that's actually pretty interesting because you're like making a differentiation between intentional racism where the author is like physically trying to like demean people and unintentional racism where the author is ignorant and trying his best. Um, and like to me, I don't really care what the author thinks, honestly. Like if I see something and I interpret it as offensive, like I don't care what the author intended. Like it's still offensive in my opinion. I think that intentional and unintentional racism are basically equivalent. <laughs> and I don't know. That's probably I don't know if you disagree. I, I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. Because racism, all racism is bad. You know, stereotypes may, even if they're not malicious stereotypes, even if the intent wasn't to hurt anyone, it doesn't mean it's not demeaning. It doesn't mean it's not racist. It's, you know, I'm just saying I, I care more about intent. Like, obviously, it's ignorance that these creators, these content creators have over these minorities that they have no clue how they really act. Like, uh, another example is Black Lagoon. They, they are a, a Chinese-American, a Japanese they have Russians, they have a fuck ton of minorities, and they hardly actually even play them as a minority. They play them all as like their own characters, which I actually do like. I don't like how they um they they live at Raranapur, which is like a lawless city where you can literally pay off the cops. Like this is actually a, a true representation of Thailand in Raranapur or Malaya, wherever that fucking place. It's Thai. It's in near Thailand. Yeah. So to me, that's not bad. Uh, it's actually pretty accurate, and I I like that. You know, I like small details like this. Because it makes me feel like, oh shit, they really are in a place like Ranapur. They're really in a place that's lawless and has a bunch of minorities who, you know, they're all trying to rip each other off. It's a lawless city where everything, all the depraved people go and try to make a quick buck. Like it's, to me, that's not racist. That's just the truth. Yeah, I definitely, like you can definitely tell when the author like puts in proper details so that like the environment reflects the sort of environment that you would expect. Um, racial minorities to be in or to like grow up in um and if like the author puts in enough detail and puts in enough effort even though it might not be the most perfect representation like it comes off as positive for the most part like you can tell when an author just quickly writes in a character and puts no effort into it and even though he might not have like malicious intent it just the character comes off as really shallow like, what I'm thinking of is Rakshada from Code Geass, who's, like, a throwaway character. The only things we know about her is that she's Indian, and she is a scientist. And that is literally all the characterization we get. And yeah. it's just... <laughs> it's just shitty. And it's not because she's a minor character that she gets a poor development. Like, compare her with, from the same show, Valletta, who was a dark-skinned minor character but she actually has like an arc she has a personality she has like so much going on for her she like directly interacts with the plot whereas Rakshada is such an accessory and it feels it feels like really off-putting it's like saying that these kind of people can only play like backseat roles so I mean I don't think personally that the creators of Code Geass had malicious intents but just the poor writing comes off as like, it just comes off as, it puts a bitter taste in your mouth 
And yo, what's funny? Um, speaking of Rakshada, I like how they made her Indian because they're like, well, they need to be smart, but obviously we can't do Japan, so let's do something that we know other other type of stereotypical smart people who do like engineering shit. Oh yeah, how about Indians? Like I know, what like the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's so right. <laughs> trans. Like I, I can't. I never thought about that because I was like, well, there's a bunch of inherent racism and uh, stereotyping in Code Geass about like mm-hmm. immigrants and stuff, where they hate immigrants, they hate the Japanese. Uh, but that was I just all like realized... intentional, though. <laughs> I feel yeah. like Rakshada was not intentional. <laughs> no, Rakshada, it felt like it, yeah, it was just a throwaway, and it shows piss poor writing. And now, now that I think about, it, I'm like, oh my god, I'd never had ever thought about that because she was a throwaway character essentially. But they didn't have to make her Indian, but they did. Because yeah. it just drums up like more drama, and it's kind of dumb. And this also leads to like when you look at like a broad scale on a social and un- cultural level, when people are just uh, casually looking at the media around them and seeing poorly written uh, minority characters, like they're not thinking, "Oh, this is the author's poor writing." They're just thinking, "Oh, this minority looks stupid." So that's why, like, it seems unhealthy for on a cultural level for the there to be bad writing in minorities and on a broad level the author's intent really doesn't matter the author's intent matters more for critics than for like the broad public and the broad public is where the really unhealthy effects where those effects you're seeing yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree that these stereotypes, although not intended to be malicious, help perpetuate the stereotypes further along the road. And because Japan has obviously a small, small percentage of minorities, they don't actually know. Like, not all Indian people are tech savvy, <clears throat> engineers, not all. What? <laughs> yeah, surprising, <laughs> right? right? I swear, I live, like, I, I work near Microsoft and like 90% of Indian people work there but that doesn't mean all indian people are like this because I, I knew a couple indian people in high school who were like they were like stoner skaters like what the hell <laughs> like it's the complete opposite of what i thought because they were like their families they were like the fifth or sixth generation of indians who lived in america so they're american born so they've essentially already um, naturalized and become american there was no different from them difference from them other than skin color like they they didn't eat curry they didn't wear um those little towels on their heads with the little dots or whatever. I don't know. I'm being racist myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> In my fight against racism, I'm being racist. This is how it's going to work, guys. But I definitely Gotta think it, it, perpetuates, it perpetuates a lot of things. And I don't like that, you know? A person is a person. Just because they're a certain race or there's a certain stereotype around them, it doesn't mean they represent everything that's there. Like, oh my god, an Asian person who actually sucks at math. Fucking unheard of. I know, right? So that leads on to like, I think we all agree that it's unhealthy to see like really basic, shallow, poorly written representations of minorities in media. But does that mean that it's like necessary for media to have like representation? Like do does all media need to have representation? And like, where do you, because you can't really force creators to include minorities or can you? Like, how's that going to work? How are we going to solve the problem? <laughs> I mean, if you force them, it's just not going to turn out well. I don't really think it's a problem, per se, because because they don't have to deal with these stereotypes, you know? Unlike in America, where we have a 30 or so percentage of non-white people, where we have to deal with stereotypes being thrown at everyone because a major, cold, a major neighborhood has a certain amount of certain people in them. Like, for the Japanese, to them, seeing anyone who isn't Japanese, it's like seeing a rare animal. And I don't think anyone has any malicious intent 
but I don't think they want to pry into your business anyway when it comes to things like that, you know? I mean, yeah, definitely in Japan, it's like less of a major issue because the percentage is so small, but there's still those very rare, uh, like, disadvantaged individuals that grow up in Japan as a minority and they, like, grow up being bullied their whole life. Like, for example, um, the recent Miss Universe Japan, who is half black, half Japanese, you know, she grew up in Japan and she was teased for her entire, uh, like, school life. No one would want to get near her. They thought her skin was infectious. Like, they didn't want to touch her. And she had to endure that. And it's pretty, like, messed up. So I wouldn't say it's, like, completely irrelevant. And also, like, it's perpetuating, like you said. Like, there's not a lot of minorities in Japan, which means that their media mistreats minorities. And because their media mistreats minorities... Maybe that's why a lot of minorities are not coming to Japan. And it's just further pushing away diversity. Oh, and I just... Off the cycle. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that, that was it. Shinoda? Yeah, hi. Can you hear go me? ahead. You had something to say? Oh, no. I, 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 all I said was, well, we figured out the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> we figured oh, okay. out the cycle. <laughs> all right, then, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like immigration towards Japan isn't because of uh, the xenophobes there. I, I definitely don't think their culture is xenophobic. It's just that they've been in their own little world for so long without minorities. Uh, I definitely, you know, kids are fucking mean. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she was different because she was a different color. Well, actually, no, that that has everything to do with it. Obviously, <laughs> they'll, te- you know, kids are fucking mean. They'll tease you for any reason. And I don't think it's fair to say that just because she was half black, half Japanese, that they were racist and teasing her because she was black. I think they just teased anyone that's different. I don't think that's a whole racist thing. Because it's not really hating a specific race. It's just hating something that's different from you, which I think is inherently human. Mm. I'll look I don't into that. And <laughs> to close on that, or to, to tack on, the reason why this shouldn't, you know, if the media represented um, minorities more or put them in a better light, I don't think it would resolve the issue at hand. Because kids, again, are just vicious, malicious fucking creatures. Like uh, in silent, A Silent Voice, how they, they treated the main character like, girl. Like, that's just how kids are, you know? And her entire life, she would be bullied like that. And I don't think any type of good media representation would help alleviate this situation, is what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know how relevant this counter-argument is, but (laughs) 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 there's, like, in American media, in the past, like, 10 or 15 years, there's there's been this sort of transition from sexualizing like skinny girls to sexualizing thick girls and you know (laughs) i feel like because well not because but like the media definitely played a huge part in how like normal people now view thick girls as sexually attractive as well as skinny girls so i don't think the media is completely out of the loop of like bullying Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not it's definitely not like integral to the problem i don't think you can solve the problem with media because you need to actually you know like educate and like legal uh, like what is it legislate sorry and like do like physical actual steps toward equality um but yeah if the media did take a step if they did take a step to empower these different races and be like you know these people are just regular people and they're also beautiful like you on the inside that they would be more sought after, I guess. You know, like, instead of being, oh, my God, you're black, your skin is contagious, I'll become black. It would be like, oh, my gosh, you are an exotic person. Like, please, let me court you. So I can see that type of effect. 
It's because, I mean, a part of it is that these kids, they don't, this is literally their first time seeing a black person in real life and, like, in representation. They don't see it in their media. If they had, like, some sort of reference that, like, a really, uh, a motive, well, a positive image of a, a black person in their media that they could reference to, they'd be like, oh, you're cool, you're black. Like, there wouldn't be so much... There would be something for them to relate it to and they wouldn't feel so alienated from something foreign because they wouldn't feel like it was as foreign as they think it is. I feel like the only way to fix that would be to introduce more minorities into the Japanese culture and society. Because an example I'm going to pull is uh, from American media. It's from South Park. Uh, I recently just started watching South Park and they ha- I just watched an episode where Chef, the black guy in the show, wants to change the South Park flag because it shows white people lynching a black person. And uh, the main cast, Stan and his crew, they don't want to change the flag because they they don't see anything wrong with it. And Chef spends the entire episode, like, appalled at these children. Like, you, these children are being raised to be racist. And at the end, you learn that it's not that the kids were racist. They just saw that the flag represented uh, violence, not racism. They didn't even know that the person in the flag was black that was being hung. They just knew that violence was there. And they didn't care that if it was removed or not. And to me, that's because the exposure in America that we have so many minorities... Uh, and we're treat we treat them with care that we don't inherently see color. Like it doesn't matter if that person has a skin tone of black or white or yellow or whatever in between. They're just people. They may have different preferences and different cultural takes, but they're still just people. And that's where you know that's where I, I would say the only way to resolve it would be to inject minorities into Japan to help alleviate this, where people will stop seeing color. But then again, you know that that's how the American take is. That's how I was raised. I don't see color. I just see people. Sure, I have stereotypes that I have in the back of my mind, but I treat everyone as a single human being. You know, not every single person is alike just because they were raised in the same household. Not every single person is alike just because they were they go to the same school for their entire life, like K through 12. They they meet with the same friends. Not everyone's going to be the same. So that's why it's I don't find it inherently bad that they have these stereotypes. And I feel like even if the media empowered them, it's still up to the, just the kids in general and just learning to how learning to just accept that people are people. We have differences. Some are tall, some are fat, some are, I don't know, fucking jacked. Some of them have weird, odd-looking boobs. Whatever. People are people and people are different. (laughs) Sure. Um, I definitely think you have a good point there. And that actually leads into something else I wanted to talk about, which is that, yes, anime is a very Japan-centric, obviously, uh, medium, and it definitely reflects the cultural, like, um environment that is in japan where minority like treating minorities is not as big of an issue because obviously there aren't that many but recently anime is becoming more globalized and it technically has always been pretty globalized with outsourcing but now it's become more blatantly um globalized with collaborations such as shelter and recently in at the end of july lashawn thomas premiered his children of ether which is a collaboration with i believe not entirely sure which studio actually but some japanese studio <laughs> <laughs> um and that was that sh- <laughs> that show in particular was actually what uh spurred me on to think about you know portrayal of racial minorities because you know lashawn thomas is who is the creator of legend of korra among among other things you know he's a uh black american and he has his own um 
perspective on how he grew up and like race and everything and that perspective comes through in his work and the perspective was really jarring honestly because i don't get that perspective a lot in anime and it just made me think that maybe globalization of anime where we are getting more creators with different perspectives is going to naturally lead to more you know well-written good representations of a variety a diverse variety of uh <laughs> of uh races okay so i, I maybe, didn't even know maybe it's only a, an, was, uh, i didn't know who i didn't know what Chil- I, I still don't know what children ether is but I, I guess i should check it out huh it's really good it's not just like the racial representation is just one good part. There are so many amazing aspects of it. You should definitely check it out. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. Everyone should go watch it. Um, but yes, it's actually a great representation of our racial minorities as well. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't. I don't really know how to respond to this because I know. <laughs> is it actually anime? Like um, again, well, I, I know okay. nothing about. You can ask that, but like, it's like you ask, is it actually anime? Because you know the creator is an American, uh, uh, an American animator. But like, you know, what is anime? Like most, a lot of anime these days outsource to non-Japanese companies to to um uh I don't, Taiwan. I, you know what? That's probably incorrect. if if people don't know Korea, uh, a bunch definitely of South Korea production studios. <laughs> yeah, they they go to Vietnam, they go to Korea, South Korea. Uh, they do do Taiwan sometimes. Uh, China themselves are making their own anime. They do outsource a lot of work, so it's not just like in, it's not just Japanese people making anime. It's actually a whole production company that goes to artists that live in other places of Asia or even Rest across the world. This, actually the cares river. about anime. Surprise, surprise. Because yeah, <laughs> you know you can always outsource work to find cheaper labor. So I feel like anime, if it's intended to be anime, it's like uh, if it's in an anime style, I'll call it anime. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Shit. Shelter. Well, like Porter Robinson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, LaShawn Thomas, the creator of Children of Ether, calls his work an anime. And, like, opposed to some of... I don't know what exactly... Okay, there are some... Okay, you know what? Never mind. Cause, because I can't remember the examples. I'm not going to even continue. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, he has, like, notable um, Japanese animators working on Children of Ether, like um, the character designer of Michiko Tahachin, which we talked about earlier as being racist, <laughs> is working on Children of Ether, um, though her work is not racist in Children of Ether. <laughs> <laughs> to backtrack, uh, I just thought it was racist, but then now I don't. I just think it's stereotyping, and I don't blame her. I don't think she did, had any malicious intent, and I think... Michio and Hachin is actually a decent anime. And it just so happens that the background setting is kind of racist. But that's due to personal conflict of how they have, like, Japanese-esque people and Japanese-esque names in the show when they're clearly not a hint of Japanese in them. And they have characters that, like, love Japanese-styled rooms, even though they're clearly, like, black people. And I'm like... I'm like, Japan, quit forcing your shit on us, man. Do some fucking research. God. (laughs) But that's okay because it's it's you know if you want to make South American people love Japanese culture so much that they have their own like Japanese sliding doors and like geishas and shit whatever that's cool you know Kill Bill was heavily Japanese influenced with the combat and stuff and that's super fucking American so it, it's all good. Um, now uh before we uh finish off or anything uh I would like to mention that there is actually a pretty great anime called A Centaur's Life that I feel. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, real talk. No, hold on. Calm down, just wait. Um, it is actually talking a lot about um inclusivity and um you know actually appreciating uh things that are different. Now, this is done in the form of uh monster people, but I do feel if uh you think about it a little bit more, think about a broader message that they are actually trying to um branch out a little bit more and I've noticed over the last little while or so that they actually have been uh getting better about it. Now they there still need to be a lot more work done, don't get me wrong. But I do feel that uh with stuff like this even that it does get better over time. And we just have to uh keep on pushing for that to happen. It's funny that you mention a centaur's life because when I watched it, like the first three episodes that I watched and how they treat like um essentially this is how they're they're seeing like different monster people have different rights and that all humans used to hate each other because they were different and they have a government in place that will actually silence you if you try to do anything inherently aka racist or stereotypical like when the um lamb girl was like i can't ride on your back the centaur girl's back because if i did the pc people the pc police would come and fucking knock me out and take me to a deserted island and i was like that is it is super like it's supposed to be a a funny like comedy show with lewdness here and there but when i saw that part i was like are they just making fun of social justice warriors it does seem like it which is pretty funny i i hope so because then that would be hilarious but i i can see that they want equality but how they say well look at how we solved equality issues between our minority races guys by making PC police a thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I am that's... never going to allow Latin wherever I live. I don't want no damn PC police. I think we should all come together as people and stop being shitty people. You know, Just because, again, minorities are a thing and just because you don't know anything about them doesn't mean you should treat them as such. You know, Like, yes, this is a minority I don't see often or I don't know much about other than what I see in the media. But have an open mind of like that they're they are human they are people and uh, they, just, they're just regular people yeah don't let the stereotype perpetuate your opinion of these this person because they are an individual you know isn't that to me that's just basic human decency kind, decency human decency like that's how i feel on a very basic level because when i was a kid <laughs> i i grew up in a primarily black and mexican school and neighborhood and to me i didn't see them any different from how i was like uh i i felt really awkward though when i went to school and people would ask me like hey what are you eating and i'm like it's just stir fried vegetables pork and rice and they'd be like oh what do you call it in your language and i'm like it, it literally in my tongue it's it means stir fried vegetables and rice <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think these kids were being racist when they said that to me it's just they were you know they're americanized uh they would only eat school lunches or you know they'd be used to sandwiches and all that stuff Whereas I am Asian and my I was a minority in this minority school, believe it or not, <laughs> in this predominantly black and Mexican school, Asian people only made 10% of the uh, students at this elementary school. Jeez. So they never had any exposure to like actual Asian people. And a majority of these Asian people there are Southeast Asians. So, you know, we, we're kind of in the same group. There's Viet- the Vietnamese, the Cambodian, the Laos, and the Thai. And then we'd have the Chinese people. And the Chinese people make up a big chunk of Asian people in other countries, like in Japan. 30, over 30% of their minorities are Chinese. And Chinese people aren't too different from Japanese, you know? It really reflects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Chinese people get they get better representation in anime because China is a big integral part of Japan's economy and they see a bunch of migrant workers that are Chinese. And the Chinese culture is, 
you know, it's a, it has a very long, uh, very long standing with Japanese culture, regardless of how much they hate each other because of, you know, Japan doing <laughs> stuff to China, <laughs> China doing stuff to Japan. Anyway, you know, I know about that, you know, but to me, I don't think they paint Chinese people in a negative light. Uh, they <laughs> surprisingly, the Japanese paint the Chinese people like how ev- everyone else paints the Chinese. You know, you want fried rice? Five, five dollar dumpling, five. <laughs> To me, yeah, that's totally funny. all right. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. You know, I, I don't mean to be racist, but all these stereotypes they, they make me laugh sometimes, and I don't think it's a bad thing because I'm not being malicious with this. Because being an Asian person, everyone literally always asks you, "Are you Chinese?" Like they see me, they're like, "Are you Chinese?" I'm like, "No." Oh, are you Japanese? Like, no. Oh, are you Korean? I'm like, no. Hell, <laughs> I get, "Are you Indian?" All the fucking time. And it's it's really annoying when they like they all obviously there are only those three type of Asians you know these Eastern Asians that everyone else knows about yep. and then I'm like I'm like I'm I'm half Thai and half Laos they're like what's Laos like I get this question so many times when I explain that I'm half Thai half Laos like my my father is Laotian my mother is is Thai from Thailand and they met in America right because they immigrated here. And then they uh, met. They, it was an arranged marriage because culturally I'm Mian, which is actually traditionally Chinese. We come from South China, but that was from like 700 years ago. Anyway, so when I explain like half Thai, half Laos, they know everyone knows what Thai is in, in America because everyone eats Thai food. But when I say Laos, only a handful of people know what that is. More oftentimes than not, I just get a fucking blank stare. Like they've never heard of this country before. And I'm just like, dude, it's literally right next to Thailand. Like it's up to the left of Thailand. Next to Burma, and you know, you say Burma, American people know what that is because of uh, you know issues that have happened in Burma in the '90s to now. So they know about that because media coverage. They know about um, the Burmese struggle and all that. But when I say Laos, like there's just dead silence, nothing. They don't know what Laotian is. They don't know what Laos food is, and it's really. Um, I don't feel upset by it now. I'm just surprised that even with how many minorities are in America, there are still minorities that have less and less representation. And again. That's how. I, that's why I don't expect Japan to be like American people, where we have a bunch of minorities and we do understand like everyone is just a person, and that it's more fascinating to them that these uh, minorities sh- even show up, and that's why they stare at them like zoo animals. Though that's not really a nice thing to do in general. Obviously, you don't want to stare at someone just because they're different. But I get the curiosity. You know, if I spent my entire life in uh, the ghetto when I was a child then I would be like impressed when I went to a white neighborhood, which I was because in high school, I transferred to a white, an all white school. And it was like impressive to see all these, <laughs> all these rich white kids. Cause I was like, I never understood how they worked. It was really weird. Yeah. What? Well, bring this back to anime. <laughs> <laughs> Not this that is your important. personal story wasn't uninteresting. <laughs> I thought it was important to explain how it feels to be a minority in a minority area. <laughs> it's not nice, no, guys. It's not nice. I mean, like I said, I grew up in a like Asian community. I was like basically the only brown kid. I could count the number of other brown kids I knew on my hand. <laughs> but like but just like you, I really didn't feel like I was different from everyone else. I just I didn't really see them as the other and me as something else. I just saw us all as the same. So I mean, I don't know why like Maybe it's because, well, definitely because I live in Canada and, you know, like, we're known for um, taking in immigrants and, like, mul- diversity. <laughs> I forgot the word. Whatever. Um, 
but and maybe we like developed a culture of like acceptance whereas japan is just like beginning to like trickle in um different (laughs) um minorities so i mean it's just the world's difference between like growing up in japan and growing up in america or canada but also like way back when you said you found it funny that um when they make it really stereotypical about Chinese characters. You know, I wouldn't find it that bad if, like, they portrayed Japanese characters stereotypically, but, like, the Japanese characters themselves are so far detached from accurate portrayals of Japanese people that when you get, like, an accurate or a stereotypical portrayal of a foreign person, you're like, why, why do you have to zoom in on this person? Like... Mo- like I've seen uh, YouTube interviews with people on the streets of Japan and the person would say like do you think anime is portraying Japanese people and then the Japanese people would be like no they don't like Japanese at all what are you talking about and because like they don't they don't really represent Japan at all but when you see a stereotypical Chinese person on in anime like you immediately know oh you know they're Chinese because obviously they have all these mannerisms that's different from the entire cast even though they're apparently living together and living in the same community you know they have to have these super uh weird and different things and that just characteristics that identify them as such Exactly. It just comes back to poor writing that they're only known for being like, I'm the Chinese character. Nice to meet you. Next character. <laughs> yeah, it's like that quite often in a bunch of anime. Like, I, I, I definitely find anime racially ambiguous. And I, I don't think, again, they're trying to be racist or anything, but these stereotypes that they base all their characters off of are pretty fucking rude. It, it perpetuates a bunch of negative uh, connotations to me. Because when I think of like a black person in anime, they're always big lip and have a bad attitude. And it's really fucked up. You know, that's a fucked up thing to say. Or like when they uh, perpetuate Americans, they're just like, oh yeah, all Americans are gun-loving, violence, big boobs. I mean... Like, I, I mean, again, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not. But... It's not wrong. It just really but, stands out. <laughs> I still think it's rude to, to say that, that. To generalize in general, right? Yeah. And like, go ahead, Shinoda. No, I was agree. Okay. And like, go back to the 90s when they introduced Pokemon and Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Beyblade and all these other things. Like, the characters are so racially ambiguous. They could be any ethnicity. Like, they didn't really conform to a certain ethnicity. And that's part of the reason, in my opinion, that like, there was this huge 90s boom where a lot of different kids from different countries were able to relate to these characters because they weren't inherently racially like tied down to like what ethnicity they were they were just you know characters and they had a personality well you can argue that but they (laughs) had like attributes that were like more than just their skin color so and then you have like this really racially ambiguous um status quo of how most characters are pretty racially ambiguous and so then when you see the odd you know hi i am ethnically um different and that is how you will identify me character you know it just comes off as a little off-putting yeah (laughs) it's funny you mentioned pokemon because i never uh realized i knew brock was like black but i never realized that in the entire show they don't actually have japanese things like other than the uh food and stuff you know 
but it doesn't actually revolve around Japan. It's just like an ambiguous nation. Because if you think about Misty, she's a redhead. You know, obviously there's no Japanese redheads out there ever. They're, those are clearly Irish people or American people's redheads. You know, but you you don't see that in Japan. And they don't really, they don't have any, um, other than their hair or their skin color, they don't have anything that's racially ambiguous that would set them apart. Like, all the people are kind of the same. Though you can kind of argue, like, well, Brock's kind of dark-skinned and he has a bunch of, like, family kids that he has to support. And he's (laughs) kind of a man whore. So are you kind of saying, like, black people are, like... That's actually a stereotype, right? <laughs> but the so... thing, like, but the thing is, like, Brock had like sl- slinty eyes, which you don't really associate with black people. Like, I felt like he. Well, I personally didn't view him as black. I just viewed him as a quirky character. And you know, like, yeah, Missy had red hair. Brock had dark skin. But like those indicators, like in Japan, I'm pretty sure the kids would see them as Japanese, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like. I didn't really associate them with particular races because, like, it's not like Misty had an Irish accent and, like, was drinking all the time. Like, they would just act <laughs> like ster- normal people. That's such a bad stereotype. Not all Irish people curse and drink all the time. Though I will do. argue that to my death. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. But yeah, that's all I have to say, really, about oh. that. Okay, then. Uh, I'm trying to think of... there's. We have a list here of uh, a bunch of relevant works in anime where we see minority representation and it's not necessarily bad. But I do, I, I notice that in these works, like um, in Megai, Arslan Sanki, Fate, Shikoku no Altair, Re-Zero. Orphans, Code, Code Geass, to say some, uh, it's more of just the set, a setting that, you know, Magi obviously is Arabian and it follows the story of Aladdin, which is from, um, fuck, what's that work called? Arabian Nights. Yeah. Right? It, it's really, they're just borrowing source. They're not really using this minority representation to demean or anything. It's just source to have, to set up a setting, which I find I to know. be fine because. <laughs> you it, find it's it not, fine? Yeah, because they're just borrowing the setting, just like how I felt with Michiko and Hachin. They were they were just borrowing these minority stereotypes to create a setting, and then they just tried to tell a, tell a story within these settings. And even though it wasn't 100% representative of this minority, I don't think that it was about the, the minority in any way. It's just a setting. It's a tool that people use to create settings. And to me, that's I mean, not bad. Like, when I'm watching Maggie, like, it has a, a strong story for me, and I enjoy watching it. But, like, when you see the main character named Alibaba Saluja, um, who's white and has blonde hair, um, you're just like, really? Is, the, is Alibaba white with blonde hair? Got it. It's just a little jarring, and I feel like I would it would have been a bit more immersive if you know they had been more faithful to the ethnicities of the setting. But I mean, you know, if you want to just take inspiration and not be super accurate, I guess that's your prerogative. But I think it would have been better if they had been more accurate. They had pink haired, red haired people, the finalists who aren't not even any type of race. Like, I, I feel like it's irrelevant. No, no, this, it's no, it's definitely no, the 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 entire work isn't racist. I don't think. I just like there's some parts of it that are not the best. Like you know, like it's a primarily um what did I call it Arabian I- work, and like most of the characters are light skinned. There's one dark skinned character. The one freaking sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> the one token dark skinned character in an Arabian inspired work. Okay, sure, got it. I get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Because it's a little... It is 
jarring because it's why why would you bother borrowing from the source and then just you know perpetuating stereotypes it's not really cool like if you're gonna make a, a original work and you want to use the setting don't do that don't don't try to like throw in a token character you know either commit or do your own thing because it's always just kind of stupid <laughs> yeah i don't know like i'm on the fence like i enjoyed it but at the same time it just bugs me it's like i don't know i don't know man i don't know what's right and wrong who knows? <laughs> what what is this racism in anime? <laughs> I don't think uh, w- the Japanese even worry about that, honestly. Because in the works, it's more character centric, you know. Like I I get that uh, a kid obviously if he sees a big lived black person, he's like, oh that person's not Japanese. But I feel like most people who watch anime think that these are just characters in a show. You know, it's not like they're representative of anything other than this character in a show that just so happens to be a stereotype. But as long as they're not inherently being like, oh, yeah, when they're like in, in certain shows where they put down Americans because there's a lot of anti-American propaganda speckered, speckled, speckled, speckled throughout uh, animes. If no one's ever noticed, like it's it's not prevalent, but you will see a lot of anti-American propaganda. And it's just kind of like a little jab at like, oh, America. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. We nuked you twice. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't. I personally didn't nuke you, Amer- uh, Japan. That that was a 19, 1960s America. That's not me. I didn't do you no dirty. No, it was nineteen forty. Yeah. What the fuck? Nineteen sixty. I don't know why I thought World War One is in nineteen forty four, and I was like, no, that's World War Two. Nineteen World War One was like nineteen ten or some shit. Nineteen fifty. I don't know. I don't know my times of war. I'm American. I don't even know American history. What do you want? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's world history. But yeah. Moving on though. <laughs> Like you were saying, like they focus on when you focus on characters and developing the characters, it doesn't really matter what ethnicity that they end up being. But um, like recently, I've been reading and watching uh Shokoku no Altair, which is similar to Magi in that it is inspired by um, like the Middle East, uh, and specifically uh, the Ottoman Empire and Turkey. But I feel like Shokoku no Altair goes the full nine miles and like not only has well-developed characters, but also has, like, racially appropriate uh, representation and, like, the character designs and the ethnicities reflect the actual ethnicities of the characters they're trying to uh, be inspired from. So, you know, like, I I settled for a Magi-level story, but, you know, I know now that there's, like, you can do so much better. Like, the story is so much better and so much more immersive when I can actually see... um, the ethnic characters that you're talking about like don't just talk about it like show me so i can actually get invested even more and like the story even more so yeah i just like to correct you and say it's the whole nine yards not nine miles <laughs> that, oh that bothered me F-M-L. so much F-M-L. <laughs> <laughs> cut that the, out. <laughs> the saying is the whole nine yards because it's a reference Listen, to football i'm just saying i don't play football <laughs> i am homosexual i'm also not american i don't know yards and miles I get a pass. <laughs> no, it's an actual saying. Like you know, it's just because it's you don't know yards or miles. The saying is the whole nine yards. Don't, don't you don't you don't, don't have to get the idiom. Are you okay, racially per- persecuting me for not knowing your American metric system. Excuse Obviously. me. Okay, first of all, it's called empirical system. Okay, bitch. Oh, don't yeah, even get me started. Uh-huh. And this is what I mean. You fucking Canadians always thinking about America as idiots for using empirical. You can't even get our fucking sayings right. 
And this is why we care about racism in anime. These stereotypes are what ruin everything. Beautiful <laughs> transition. Beautiful. Just to like, just to offend Americans. I hope so. I really hope so. Anyway, <laughs> stupid shit. I don't think the stereotypes are racist on purpose. I think uh, anime is fine as it is. As you know, it's just telling of a story. Um, it just so happens that some characters are minorities. And though it, it does irk me a little bit when I do see them, and they're like representative of something bad, there are good ones as well. Um, I read, or I read, because it finished, a manga called Sunken Rock, which is a Japanese manga about a guy who loves a girl, and he chases her to Korea because she's actually Korean. And they actually have an arc that deals with minorities in Korea, and it was actually reflective upon Korean society, and it, it was really insightful about how the Eastern Asian countries, as in China, Japan, and Korea, how they treat immigrants and how they treat minorities, like Southeast Asians. Because they really do see us as dirt. Like a lot of, I, I wouldn't say all of them, but there are some radical groups who are just like, Southeast Asians are literally monkeys. Just because we're, you know, we come from huts. We live in huts and we live in the mountain because we're poor as shit. And that's just a stereotype. And it is bad, you know. But I, I do see that there are some people who do their research. Because in Sunken Rock, when they, they come across a minority who is, um, he's Southeast Asian. I believe he was Vietnamese. And how he leads us. It's about gang fighting, <laughs> Sunken Rock, if no one knows. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good manga. I liked it. It's very um, R18. So, you know, look out for ass and titties and fighting and gore. Not really gore, just a lot of blood. Because I don't think anyone really dies until the end. But anyway, spoilers. Spoilers? Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not as in like people, people from the main cast. Just like deaths in general. Because uh -huh. it's about fighting. Because in Korea, like the person, the manga person for this, uh, he knows that in Korea they have a weapons ban. Like they don't have guns. It's hard to get guns in Korea. And he did the research about the minorities and how they're treated in Korea, which is like shit. They literally see these people who are not eastern asian as trash like they're just throwaway trash that live in the slums and that's representative of korea and that's actually how it is and it's really fucked up uh i, I can't say much about japan because i don't know much about japan but at least sunken rock the manga it tried to shed some light on this and um it did a really good job because the main character was like i don't i don't care that you were treated like this how i treat you as a normal human being it was really good it was a good story <laughs> It made me cry a little bit, like when they have this Aww. big epic fight scene, and I'm just like, when he does the backstory and everything, like why this person was in Korea in the first place, it was because of the war, and then all the immigrant type people that are in Korea, and at the end, like, oh god, it's it's a it's a very touching story about racism against minorities in Korea. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, not all representation has been bad. And there are some no, authors no. or Japanese creator, content creators that have shed some light on like conditions in other, at least other places in Asia. Uh, again, in, in Japan itself, I, I'm not sure because I don't read many works that deal with this. I just see that they, they take these token characters and just throw them in there and just, you know, they're just there. They kind of just exist. Mm -hmm. Well, my conclusion from all of this is that it's not a big deal about racism. Don't make it like a huge deal because like the authors themselves are not out to, you know, persecute everyone. But my thing is that I can recognize bad writing when I see it and it's usually when it usually translate to translates to bad writing equals racism. So I just like well-written, well-rounded characters and I mean that's what I'm going to enjoy and that's what I'm going to seek out and hopefully I can find more of that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my what I take away from this is that inherently 
there are ra- there is racism there are there is racism and there are stereotypes all throughout anime they're not all bad majority of them aren't bad i should say it's just settings it's characters it's not it's a generalization you know and i can't blame them for not knowing like that not all african people are big lipped big nostrils attitude up front and willing to beat anyone's ass type people there are some really nice people out there it's you know it's every person is an individual they're not all aggressive guys quit that (laughs) i do wonder though if some of these stereotypes were to go away or change entirely would that affect uh anime in any negative way what do you mean stereotypes in real life or the stereotypes that we see in anime i mean i definitely think oh go ahead go ahead Someone um, go. I think it'd have more of an international appeal, honestly. But I don't know. I mean, it, for the the minorities that we see representative, are they in? Do they even make an impact on us as a viewer? That we're just like, oh my god, they just got that completely wrong. This fucking anime is shit. I haven't come across anything where I've seen like a, a completely bad representation of minorities that I was like, I can't stand watching this because. You know, these are stories. They're just about characters and their character growth. Just because they want to borrow this minority because it's like, well, this minority generally is from a bad background and would have this type of character. I don't see that as bad because, you know, you see that in all types of media that you see that in in writing American entertainment. It's just like, oh, yeah, he grew up in the hood, but now he's a brilliant professor schooling these kids. It's like, yes, we get it. He's black. (laughs) I mean, kind of off topic, but... Um, the Warao Salesman new, I think it's called, anime that was airing like a couple seasons ago. I kind of, I dropped that because I felt like it was really politically incorrect. It's like an artifact. It's like a remake from uh, the 1960s or somewhere around there. And the jokes are really reflect the humor of the 1960s. And like, I just couldn't handle it because I'm just such an SJW. I cannot handle anything politically incorrect. So I just couldn't continue it, you know? And I did, I did actually enjoy it. Um, the first couple of episodes were really interesting. The OP was really fun and cool, but that is an example of something that I couldn't continue because I felt what it was offensive. It became offensive with the jokes. So, eh, who knows? Uh, I'm I'm a pretty fucked up guy. I I make racist jokes all the time. <laughs> no, what well, we're done, John. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I hurt you in your safe space? Uh, yeah. Boys, boys. Oh man. Anyway, uh, I I personally have never come across worse. I'll have to check that out and see if I find it actually racist or not. Because I again, if it's out with malicious intent, uh, then that's something I don't agree on 100%. Because I make racist jokes in real life. Uh, I'll watch. I'll I'll have a tolerance of it, but I don't have any malicious intent. Because to me, it's just I know I'm making a joke that's there that has been perpetuated through the years, and I find it ironic. You know, it's a type of ironic comedy. To me. You're just perpetuating the hate, John. Stop See, it. <laughs> it's okay to go to my Chinese friend. I'm like, what up, you dog-eating chink? And then he's like, nothing much. You fucking... I don't know. He doesn't... They don't insult me like that. They call me... Because I'm fat. <laughs> so they do fat stuff. It's easier than trying to shit on me because I'm from the ghetto. Though sometimes he makes jokes about how I come from the ghetto and how I can... I steal things and stuff. And I'm just like, dude, in a <laughs> Like, You fucking wow. hypocritical piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a time and place to call someone a fucking thief okay oh my god 
Definitely not when not I'm walking out shopping. of a fucking store and he's just like, yeah, man, I know you fucking stole that. Be like, hold up now, dude. Wait until we're at least out of earshot to call me a fucking thief because I don't want to get stopped. <laughs> like, I don't want to get busted, bro. Come on. <laughs> I'm not condoning stealing kids. And just because I grew up poor does not mean I steal. I, I am not a uh... fuck. I'm pleading the fifth. I will not incriminate myself. There we go. <laughs> I don't think anime is bad with its representation thus far. That is to say, though, we won't know for the future. Because maybe there will be a, a lash back at minorities because, it's you know, with all the immigration that's been going on throughout the world, maybe it'll change and maybe it'll be bad. Maybe it, it won't be bad. Who knows, right? I think, at least for the examples um, that we have listed on this list that I said aloud a little bit, uh, I don't think they're bad representations. I just think the writers or the content <laughs> creators take from these minorities and these cultures to just create a setting to create character settings but then that kind of shallow representation is what brings everyone down <laughs> i don't see honest, how it most, does that <laughs> to be honest most of the the anime that i put on this list were because i wanted to shit on them <laughs> <laughs> really what yes, <laughs> I, I put it on there to insult it okay of the ones i've seen of this list like megai arzen senki fate iron-blooded orphans code geass mm-hmm. vinland saga shokugeki no soma i haven't seen fate apocrypha yet attack on titan monster the count of monte crisco black butler 91 days bakuno kekai sensen uh and no, the rest that you listed that are ambiguous i'm not going to list the ambiguous ones uh these are the ones i've seen the ones i just listed I don't oh. see any racism in the ones I've seen. Like, inherently, to put someone down other than to be a part of the story. I can see how you can say that. It's not, like, direct racism. It's more just, like, offhand racism. Like, with Arsene Senki, you know, he's supposed to be a Persian prince, but he's, you know, pale as fuck, white hair, blue eyes, you know. Of course, Persian prince, of course. And, you know, Gilgamesh, who's supposed to be Sumerian, Iraqi. You know, blonde hair, green eyes, white skin, of course. You know, it's just those shallow things that I know I get hung up about. No one cares. It's just character design. But, you know, it really does make a difference. Okay? <laughs> I mean, in, in Japanese media, they have they have gender-swapped, like, ancient Japanese and Chinese people. Like, when they do, like, the romance of the three kingdoms and they gender-swap them. Or when they turn Nobunaga into a fucking woman. And sometimes she's a lolly, sometimes she's a busty blonde. Like, they themselves turn their own culture into things that are just different. And I don't think, again, they're trying to demean anyone. I think that they just they really just want to take the culture and the setting. And be like, oh, yeah, the main character from Arslan Senki, he's supposed to be Persian. Oh, yeah, Gilgamesh. I you mean, know, he's Sumerian. But it, I, I mean, feel like I they'll see, just... Go ahead. I don't see, I see anything wrong with this. I see what you're saying. But, like, the thing is of gender swapping someone... Who are you marginalizing with that? Like, gender swapping a man to a woman? What, you're marginalizing men? Men already get, like, a shit ton of representation. When you marginalize an Iraqi into, you know, someone who looks white, um, you're marginalizing people who don't get representation. So it just feels more like a, a missed out, something that, like, a missed out opportunity where you could have, like, you know, shown a cool Iraqi character. But apparently, no, you know, they have to look like they're white, of course. I see what you mean. Because to me... I guess I'm so used to seeing that in Japanese media because I understand, like, well, you guys don't really know that I give it a pass. But when they do have fleshed out characters that are representative of, like, the minority and they actually do flesh them out with the roots so it goes with the background because I am a source whore. I fucking love that. You know, I feel like it's an extra bonus when they do that. But I still don't hold it against them just because of how Japan is with the less than 2% minorities. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not like, a huge deal to me. It's just... 
You know, it does, it is there and I do notice it. So, I mean, like, obviously all these shows that I listed, I, I didn't drop them. I still like most of them. Um, but I mean, I feel like those things that I pointed out could have been improved and I would have liked it more if they did that. But I still enjoyed most of them. So, yeah. yeah. So again, I, I, I've always tried to be understanding. I, I try to look at it like, well, again, Japanese people, they don't have much to go on. And I'm not going to expect a, a content creator who's lived in Japan his or her entire life or their entire life. I'm sorry if I offended you, but not the proper. <laughs> I know I can get sued or yeah, I can get sued if I use the wrong pronoun, right? In, in Canada. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> I, Are you I serious? don't know. I had never heard of that before. I swear, I, there was a news article like in somewhere in Canada. If you use the wrong, if you misgender someone or use the wrong pronoun, they can sue you or something. Or defamation? Just, oh my god! I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> my my point is the people, the content creators in Japan. I don't expect them to spend a fuck ton of money to go live in a shitty Thai village for like months to try to create that Thai background setting for a character who's supposed to be. A poor child who is now wrapped up in some fucked up shit in Japan because they're gonna go fight and they're, they're like assassins and stuff. I've been reading some uh, some uh, assassin manga where they have a bunch of minority characters be assassins and um, yeah, it was just they just use them as a, a setting. Like, oh yeah, the reason why this person is, talks bad J- Japanese is because they're from Thailand and this is why she murders everyone. That's just I mean, really yeah. a setting thing. I also don't hold it personally against the author. Like, I'm not going to say that, you know, you have to be you have to be experienced with every single culture and portray them all perfectly. You know, I understand that they grew up in a mostly homogeneous Japanese society and that's what they know. Um, But then again, I also know just from like a isolationist perspective of just looking at the work itself, I would have just liked the work if it had been better portray if it better portrayed the racial minorities and i've seen works that do do that that are japanese so i have like i have a reference point of like my goals and then the things that could improve so yeah (laughs) i guess so thoughts chinoda nope um well silence (laughs) damn damn all right fine I'll, i'll go with silence no, no, no. We, me and this has mainly been me and show like going back and forth with each other about like, is it racist? Is it not really? And it's like because I'm I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm actually very anti PC uh-huh. as a person. I'm very I, I'm serious. I'm anti PC. I, I hate PC culture. I hate social justice warriors, and they I have opinions of them, of which most of the uh, internet share. But I'm also a very understanding person and very tolerable person. And I can understand their their plights and their issues. I just think everyone's going about it all wrong. But that is for a different I think, time. I think you're just a closet SJW. That's yeah, my okay. <laughs> you need you know to what? come out, John. Be true if, to yourself. I, in, I think in his inner in, pink guy would manifest <laughs> as another pink. persona and beat the living shit out of him. <laughs> no. As a tolerable person, I think that you are entitled to that opinion that you think I am a closet SJW and I have no issue with Thank that. you. Good. Uh, and if I was an actual SJW, I would have resented you for even suggesting that I was closet <laughs> SJW. <laughs> now, why'd you, have to, why'd you have to preface that statement with an if? Because, you know, those are your true feelings. <laughs> oh, God, this is so stupid. <laughs> Argu- arguments on the internet are stupid and i swear to god if someone argues about ethnic representation or minority representation in anime i will literally fly to their house like literally not 
not metaphorically or anything, like, or figuratively, I will literally fly out to their house and just give them a very stern talking to because I'm a very tolerable person. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I fucking can't. (laughs) So any uh, closing thoughts other than from, well, I've said my piece, Shows has said his piece. Any closing thoughts from you, Chinoda? Um, from what I have seen, it's gotten better. There still needs to be improved done, obviously. But until all those are made, we have, uh, what it is. And it does seem to be getting better over time. It's, it's still pretty bad, but until it gets better, we just have to stick with what there is. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we reach it, right? Essentially. That's always worked out and for that, everyone. And in that, the world. that bridge, that bridge is Children of Ether. Go watch on Crunchyroll now. I, I definitely am gonna go watch it because it sounds interesting. Yep. Thank you, show. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything's about that time, folks. That we uh, wrap this up. Uh, I'd like to thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. Uh, I I hope we hope. I guess I I hope. I don't know. I, you know I don't speak for everyone else on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it because I sure enjoyed bringing this episode because. It, when we mentioned this, um, I was like, wow, we haven't done a super serious topic like this in a while. We've just been literally fucking around. And, you know, <laughs> obviously we're making an issue out of something that isn't too big of an issue. But it, it needs to be said, you know, that these minorities are basically misrepresented. They, they get used as just throwaway characters to just justify why they have a different colored skin. And that's a little bit fucked up. Just a little bit. Tiny bit. Uh, if you want to check out any of our previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, have a little more fun, you can join our Facebook group or follow our Twitch channel. Uh, we've decided to reserve those for just special occasions. So sorry, anyone who ever showed up, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, visit our website. We have a website, if you guys don't know, if you're a new listener. You know, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, concerns, dick pics, as long as you're over 18, feel free to shoot us an email. Best uh, Boy and Best Girl contest is going on. It's in the finals. Oh, shit. We have our final Best Boy, Best Girl contest going on, guys. Uh, you go follow our... Shit, we don't have an RSS. Fuck. <laughs> Just check out our website. <laughs> I will post all the links in the description below. Uh, lastly, I want to thank everyone for being on the podcast. Thank you, Sho and Chinoda, for showing up. and uh, You're welcome. Helping me with the minority cast here. Thank you. And uh, on behalf of behalf of the podcast, I am your host, John, Sar of Source Material, if you forgot. Uh, until next time, say goodnight, everyone. I'ma have fucking ribs. It's gonna be great. Good night.